Hey, it's your bestie Lo. Welcome to Thrive with Lois, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and to thrive in all areas of your life. You're here because you want to grow inside and out. So are you ready? Let's thrive together. Welcome back to a juicy episode. A couple of weeks ago, I was lucky enough to be asked onto the Nourish You podcast, hosted by my amazing friend, Jamie Parker. We talked all things self-pleasure, sexuality, and orgasms, and the episode was too good not to share with you all here. We discuss why self-pleasure is so important to when it comes to feeling amazing in yourself. And you know the Thrive of Lois podcast is all about helping you feel good in all areas of your life. Self-pleasure is often seen as a taboo subject and something to be ashamed of when in reality it's anything but. Self-pleasure is an essential part of your mental and physical well-being. It's not only an enjoyable experience but it can also help to reduce stress, create a sense of relaxation and even boost your self-confidence. One of the most important benefits of self-pleasure is that it can help you learn more about your own body. When you take the time to understand what sorts of stimulation bring you pleasure, you'll be better equipped to express your needs in any relationship. The act of self-pleasure can also help you feel more connected with yourself and your sexuality. So practicing self-pleasure can improve not only your mental state, but your physical state as well. The added benefit of self-pleasure is that it's free and is always available to you no strings attached so this means that even if you don't have a partner you can still get all of the benefits of experiencing pleasure this way for all those reasons and more self-pleasure is an important part of feeling good don't be afraid to explore and don't be ashamed if you choose to partake in it your body is yours to do with it as you please so without further ado let's get into it the reason i wanted to do this podcast with you because i had this concept of this podcast and this will be coming out on valentine's day um because I think you know for me I'm single and I am really on the journey of like reclaiming my power reclaiming my sensuality and just sort of like coming back to me um and it got me thinking about you know like how I want to spend my valentines honoring myself you know it's going to be a valentines for me and of course masturbation come up because of course that's <laughs> of course that's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. yeah 100% that is like a self-care essential and seeing all the stuff you've been doing with your photography and everything and even when we spoke in person you know we went out on that night out and it was so nice to have an open like conversation about so many different things and I think you know being able to talk about um sex and things like that is just so important and I think it's so freeing to be able to have these open conversations especially with with women because guys have these conversations all the time and there's no shame and there's no like how dare you talk about that versus when a woman you know if I was to come online and say you know and obviously things are changing which is fucking amazing which is why we can you know have this conversation you know women are sharing more about self-pleasure and toys and just having open um open conversations which which I think is absolutely amazing and I wanted to have one of those with you my love so oh I'm so excited and I literally cannot wait to get into this and I think what's been really amazing over the last year especially is I think me and you have been on quite similar journeys Mm. um 
with our own growth and with processing and dealing with our own traumas and I think like it's been amazing to see how you Jamie have like just fucking prioritized yourself over the last year and like you're just like thriving and flourishing and it's just amazing to see like how you've gone from maybe being in that lower point in your life Mm. to coming out of it and being like no I'm choosing myself and Mm. I'm gonna fucking thrive now so like that's Mm. really really amazing to see and um I think we've both been in very similar situations in relationships where we haven't felt empowered where we haven't felt like we can use our voice and it's nice to be able to confidently say that like I feel like I can use my voice now yeah do you feel like you can use your voice now yeah absolutely a hundred percent and I think women don't really understand how powerful their voice really is and just also being able to like be a container for other women to do that as well do you know what I mean like I love holding space for women because not a lot of people do and not we don't really have space to do that you know which is what I want this podcast to be is like a space where we can just communicate openly and yeah like we've both been in relationships that have made us feel disempowered and for me really that was where this kind of journey started of you know committing to becoming the better version of myself and also where I even saw how bad things really were and for me it all started in I always say this but like COVID literally changed my life because I was listening to so many podcasts and reading so many books and one book that I read that I absolutely loved was called Come As You Are have you read it no I haven't Oh, I can't remember who the author is, but it's a brilliant, brilliant book. And I highly recommend it to every single woman and every single man. And she basically just talks about female pleasure and sexuality, but from a scientific perspective as well. So what a lot of women don't understand is obviously their bodies are completely different to men's. You know, we look at our, you know, thinking about, you know, our hormones and our libido and things like that we are on a completely different scale to men you know we have a monthly cycle and we we follow that cycle so it's just a really really insightful book but listening to that she was talking about um one part of it where you know your if you're not wanting to like have sex with someone, she was basically saying that could be, you know, not necessarily a problem with your, your downstairs area. It's It could potentially be, you know, something emotionally. And that for me, I was like, oh, okay. That's why, you know, I'm not wanting to have sex with this person. It's not because I'm broken and I'm, you know, I don't have a libido. It's actually because there's some emotional shit going down. Mm. And that really helped me. Well, there's so many things that can like affect your libido in general, isn't there? There's like, you know, lifestyle factors, um, obviously like 
exercise can affect your libido um Mm. stress lack of communication within your relationship um you know like bad habits as well you know all those things can kind of in it can enhance or it, it can actually decrease your libido right and I think it's important to note that like not your libido is not going to stay the same throughout Mm. every stage of your life it's gonna it's gonna change and there might be things that alter that and I think what you just said there is that you know it's almost that blame that you might put on yourself especially Mm. if you are in an environment or maybe with somebody that doesn't make you feel empowered or makes you feel maybe um a bit shit about yourself that can Mm. affect your libido and I've definitely been in those that a situation like that before when I was in a relationship with somebody who you know it was quite a toxic relationship and I didn't want to have sex with that person anymore because I'd Mm. kind of almost like started to emotionally I guess check out Mm. and it wasn't a very nice environment. So my stress levels were high. I mean, at that time, I remember being quite anxious. I remember my skin flaring up. Like it was just, yeah, there was so many things that were happening to my body. And then along with that, I just noticed a complete drop in libido. Like I didn't even want to pleasure myself on Mm. my own. Like I didn't even want to do that. It was there was there was like nothing it was almost like there was no feeling down there anymore Mm. and I thought that I was broken and actually my partner made me feel really really bad and was like why don't you want to have sex with me you don't have sex with me anymore we used to have loads of sex at the start and now you don't have sex with me you know you make me feel like shit because you don't have sex with me it makes me feel this way this that the other and I remember like really internalizing that and I felt awful I was like I don't know what's wrong with me I'm I'm broken I literally was like what is going on with me what's mm. going on with my body so I remember it was in in lockdown I I booked some blood tests because I thought maybe I'm deficient in something maybe there's something wrong with my body but blood tests they all came back absolutely fine and I remember saying to my partner like, I don't know what's wrong I don't know what's wrong and I remember trying to really make a conscious effort to have sex with him even though I didn't really want to um and it I guess it was to please him and it was like yeah I was putting my own happiness aside for him just to like please him and I remember even I remember even buying supplements to try and enhance my libido Mm. I bought maca root I remember buying maca root I remember saying to him, I'm I'm gonna try this maca, I'm gonna try this, I'm gonna try that. Um, there was multiple times where like, you know, I'd break down and I literally was like, what is going on? Like, why am I just not functioning down there? And um the relationship ended and I got a new lease of life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a new lease of life. That sex drive, girl, like that. Yeah, came back, honestly. And I was like, I was never broken. Yep. I was never broken. But the whole time I was made to feel like I was broken. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Very, very similar. 
um again like unsupported relationship and I think I've had I've had a baby so I think already that does add like a different dynamic to it you know like after you've had a baby and it's really fucked up because like when you go for your six-week checkup they say like you shouldn't have sex like until you've had your six-week checkup and for my six-week checkup the doctor literally like looked at me and he was like baby blues and I was like and and bear in mind I had my partner in there at the time and my baby so if I was struggling you know and this is the thing as well is I think like we're kind of like going on a bit of a tangent here but I just want to say but like doctors need to do better like for for everything you know like when you went to the doctor about you know you being like I've got no libido and you know I want a blood test you know they should have the information to look outside of things that are physical because your emotions impact your physical body do you know what I mean Mm. and I'm sure there are so many so many women and mothers that go to the doctor with a problem that they think is is with them but actually it's with their environment do you know I mean I was not in a place where even if I was struggling I wouldn't have been able to say anything because my partner was there do you know and what she just I mean? come at you and say baby blues like yeah she did not <laughs> he just went baby blues and I was like no. Uh, no and it was like it didn't check my stomach or anything and then it's like yeah cool uh do you want to be on the pill now because you can have sex now do you know what I mean and stuff like that so it's just mm-hmm. really really it's really really fucked up the way we look at sex I think in general I think sex is seen as this like and when I was young you know like I was I was sexually active from quite a young age. I started having sex when I was 14. And I remember like not have, I'd never watched porn. Like I'd never, you know, I hadn't, I had no idea, you know, I had no idea. And even at that age, 14 years old, which is so young, I felt this pressure to perform. Like it was all about him. You know, it wasn't about, I didn't even know what an orgasm fucking was for women. Do you know what I mean? I was in like I was having sex with with this with this partner, my first like proper boyfriend, for like on and off like two years, and I think I had an orgasm once. And when I started, yeah, like reading these books, and I was like, "Huh, orgasm gap? That's interesting," you know, and just kind of opened me up to this 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 side of it. But for me, like coming back to when I first started questioning things it was yeah like my relationship was bad I'd been unhappy for a very long time um the the sex wasn't good for a very long time like I didn't want to didn't want to have sex and when we did I wasn't getting off you know it was like just him Mm. so again it was like okay you're done so what you know what nothing happens to me all right then that's you know it wasn't great like I want to have sex to come like I don't just want to have sex for you to come and I actually you're saying about buying supplements and stuff I bought toys and I I did not masturbate until I was 23 years old I'm 25 now so I am two years into into my masturbation journey no (laughs) into like even starting that you know, and that was one of the weirdest things for me was like actually pleasuring myself because I'd never done it. And I was getting fed up 
towards obviously the end of my relationship where we weren't having sex and when we were he was just getting off and I was like right what about if we buy some if I buy some toys and again I fucking paid for them like I was buying these things to to fix this when it wasn't you know it wasn't like my problem in a sense you know um but yeah and then I started using the toys and I was like this is so much better than having well, hello. Yeah. And when I was, you know, like starting that as well, I was thinking about other people and I was like, oh, that's, yeah, maybe that's um a bit of a sign that, you know, things need to change as well. And that was really empowering for me was actually knowing how to pleasure myself and being able to do it. Cause then it was like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't need you. Like, yeah it's so great that you've started that journey and you came to that realization that it was something that you wanted to add into your life and something that it was important and something that made mm. you feel empowered and if you're listening to this right now and if you're 30 40 50 and you've never self-pleasured yourself like it's never too late to start if you want to start mm. exploring if you want to start exploring your body like don't feel you know I think there is a lot of shame around yep. self-pleasure and what was the reason that the reason for you Jamie and that I know that you said it's only been like two years um since you started like was there any kind of underlying beliefs before that for you or anything that like stopped you from practicing self-pleasure mm, yeah like thinking that it wasn't something women do Mm. yeah guys wank but you know women don't what I'm just gonna finger myself like what do you know what I mean and I remember trying it when I was like younger probably about 14 and I was just like like 14 15 I was just like oh no not for me like didn't I didn't yeah I just couldn't gel with it I think there was a lot of shame and even now and I'm very obviously I'm very aware of this I'm very aware of this conditioned shame that we put upon children like boys and girls so obviously I've got a son and obviously he's got a penis and he is learning that touching it feels good and I make sure that I don't shame him like if he's he was in the shower the other day and he was putting the shower head on his willy and he was giggling (laughs) and I'm like what that what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that and I think this is the problem is women have been conditioned to feel like they are wrong for touching themselves. They are wrong for wanting to have an orgasm and feel good. And that's not Well, they make it feel like dirty as well. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? Like, yeah. kind of thing. Because I think it has been so normalized for, um, you know, men to you know boys to be experimental or to Mm. even like just you know hold the dick in the hand you know that that which is you know normalized which is fine but like Mm. you know if a woman was walking down the street holding on well finger on her on her clit Mm. I think that a lot of people would think quite differently you know and be like Mm. what the fuck is going on there do you know what I mean so I get it though we've not got much to kind of like hold on to but like it's still (laughs) it's still kind of that principle of if it was the other way around it would be seen as like this dirty like whoa what what are you doing like why are you touching yourself in Mm. in public but it's like actually guys walk around with their 
sticks in their hands you know yeah. so um I remember my first um orgasm from self-pleasure and I remember it so vivid- vividly it must have been when I was like 14 I think like I was quite young and I remember speaking to one of my really good like male friends at the time and we were talking we were we were really really close and we were just talking about it and he was like oh like this is how this is how you do it like and I was like oh okay right fair enough we were literally just texting each other and I was like oh okay like and and I was like oh I'm just gonna like I've got some Vaseline in my uh <laughs> in my drawer. I'm gonna have a little have a little see what, what what's the crack, what's going on. <laughs> and I remember I remember it so vividly because I literally did it and I messaged my friend and I was like, Bro, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, what was that? Like that was I was I, I'm pretty sure my my words were like that was sick like <laughs> kind of thing. Just, must have been like 14 so yeah and then from there I think I had always an interest in mm. self-pleasure and it was something that I prioritized and felt was mm. important but also something that I kept a secret and I wouldn't really talk about so I wouldn't necessarily have conversations with Miguel mates about it you know or mm. it would maybe it would be something that I'd kind of like kept to myself because um I did for such a long time think oh well women aren't meant to girls aren't meant to be doing this is this is naughty yeah. this, is, this is you know gross gross kind of thing yeah. um but I loved it you know and I still yeah. do love it and I think it's like so important and it's a release you know yeah. it's it is a form of self-care it is a form mm. of you know enjoyment and actually if you don't like it then that's absolutely fine if it's something that you don't enjoy then that's absolutely fine like that's your decision but I think if it's something that you do enjoy but maybe there is a little bit of shame around it or a little bit of I guess of kind of guilt maybe um don't suppress your needs because of what you think other people might think or what you think Mm. society thinks because at the end of the day like all that matters is your choices for your own body and what makes you feel empowered Mm. and I think as well like how can you expect someone to pleasure you when you don't know how to pleasure yourself Mm. do you know what I mean like I'm only just discovering and it changes all the time, you know, because we kind of go like a layer deeper. Like when I, when I first ever masturbated, I kid you not, I literally had like a little bullet and I just put it on my clit and I just kept it there. Like I didn't even move. I was like, (laughs) what do I do? I was like, I don't even know. Whereas now it's like, like trying new things. And I think, and obviously we can talk about this because we're in different situations right now. I'm single and you're in a relationship. So how does that kind of change the self-pleasure diet dynamic as well like are you guys open about you know you talking about because again as well even in relationships it's like oh yeah guys guys can watch porn and they can masturbate but girls almost think that they can't and it is so important as well it's important for your physical health and your mental health and it's one of those things where and in the book come as you are she literally talks about all of this is like your libido is also responsive so we respond to stimulus so it's kind of like 
if you don't if you don't use it you lose it so the best way for you to increase your libido is by doing things that 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 sounds silly but doing things that increase your libido not sitting around and waiting for your libido to pick up before you start doing things to increase it so that could be self-pleasure but even like having more sensual time so like I love music like for me I feel my sexiest when I'm either dancing or in the gym. Like I I feel sexy when I'm lifting and grunting. Like I don't know about you, Lois, but that's the two places I feel really sexy is either when I'm dressed up and dancing or when I'm in the gym with like messy hair and my gym leggings and cover yeah. chalk. <laughs> I'm, exactly, I'm exactly the same. I am exactly the same. And also I really love music as well. Like I think music for me helps me to get into that headspace because mm. it's all about being in that headspace right yeah you've got to be connected with your mind when it comes to self-pleasure because if your mind is elsewhere you're mm. most not likely not going to be able to relax and reach that point of climax right whether it be self-pleasure or whether it be you're being intimate with somebody yeah. so it's really important to whatever helps you to relax and come to that place Mm. use that in your surroundings so for me it's music it's also Mm. a nice colorful light I like a Mm. dim kind of maybe red light you know or (laughs) something like you know um and also a candle can't Mm -hmm. go wrong with some candles some incense you know it's Yeah. yeah so that's I think a really important part is making sure that your surroundings are calming you down bringing you to that place where you can just Mm. switch off and have that time for yourself or be in that space connected with whoever your partner or whoever you're being intimate with Mm, mm, yeah 100 percent. I think um like in a little bit we'll go on to kind of like how to start because I think that would be really really helpful but um coming back to you know the differences between self-pleasure when you're single and self-pleasure in a relationship what would you kind of because you're in a relationship I'm not how has that kind of changed for you has it changed no not really I think so me and my partner we are kind of we have a bit of distance between us so we don't see each other that regularly Mm. so we will have periods where we are like you know we might go like a couple of weeks or something or a week or something where we don't see each other and I'm not going to go a whole week without an orgasm thank you very much (laughs) so (laughs) you know girls got needs so I'm very open and my partner is very open as well. And my partner is very non-judgmental and he's very supportive. And we sometimes like we might sometimes we might bring it up and we might like joke about it. I'll be like, oh, I'd five, I came five times today. Like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just you know, something like something like that. Or um we might just have like an open conversation about it. Like he is mm. very open and supportive. And I've talked to him before about my own self-pleasure and he's never made me feel weird about it or Mm. make like shamed me or anything like that he's just been like oh like like we just talked about it just like normal because it is normal right yeah and the same way that if he was to discuss that with me I would be um non-judgmental 
with him mm. about that right and I think that's a really important part of being in a relationship is that communication mm. and holding space for one another to like talk freely about those things and not being judgmental because if you place any judgment or shame they're most likely not going to want to open up and talk to you about those things so that, that's really important so no it hasn't really changed for me as such I mean it's business as usual really with <laughs> my With schedule people. monday wednesday <laughs> fridays self-care <laughs> yeah well no it's it's more yeah so i will i don't really it's kind of when i'm when i'm feeling it like i'll make sure that i schedule in time but it's more when i'm feeling it and one thing that was a game changer for me with my own self-pleasure was incorporating toys so mm. i have this thing called a magic wand from is that the crystal ones oh no so it's uh, the only way I can describe it. So it's like a long, it's like a long handle and then mm-hmm. a big old ball at the end. Yes, I've seen those. Is that yeah. good? Fucking unreal. So good. I used to have a little bullet. Yeah. It just, it's like, it's almost like I can't go back to that now. <laughs> yeah. Had a taste of the of the one, so I'm like, yeah. no, can't I can't. It's, that's just that's just shit now. No, um, no. If you if you use a bullet, like, yeah, that's that's cool. That's you. That's something you enjoy. But, um, for me, I'm like, yeah, it's it's the wand or it's nothing now. <laughs> you know what? I actually, so I first started pretty much just using just using a bullet, like just using literally like clit stimulation, nothing kind of like going in. And then I started like using a dildo as well. I actually, I actually prefer manual. So like me and something going in than a bullet. I find a bullet is a bit too Mm. much. I think it was really great at the beginning because obviously like at the start I didn't really know what to do whereas now I kind of like I know what I like and I find that it's a lot more intense and I think that's where obviously it's it's more prolonged and I've watched like loads of podcasts about this and there's so many great people that you can follow but it is I think for me it is so important for me to schedule in that time for me to feel good and I think as a as a single woman you know I've not necessarily got you know kind of I don't want to say I don't want to say validation because it's not about having validation but I don't have anyone to like feel sexy for like I do it for myself do you know what I mean I feel Mm. sexy for myself so then when I am in a relationship or when I am being intimate with someone I you know it's not like it's not like waking up a dead horse, like I'm alive, I'm here and I know what I want and I'm already tapped into that part of me as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's important to maintain that, like you said, not just like for yourself, you know, and Mm. for your own um, enjoyment. And um, yeah, it's important to to prioritise that for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. How has being with, someone who is you know supportive and you can have open communication with and feel safe to do so how has that changed has that changed anything for you with how you feel about yourself it's made me feel 
more empowered to be able to like speak up mm. and use my voice mm. and being in a relationship where I can communicate openly and be validated and not feel judged um has actually allowed me to feel great like I feel I feel fucking great like that's the only way that I can actually describe it and I think this is actually one of the first time well yeah the first time that I've actually ever been in a relationship like this so it feels it feels weird Mm. but it feels great and it's yeah it's it's really just um empowering yeah yeah oh I'm so happy for (laughs) you it honestly makes me so happy seeing just seeing women in that container that can make them feel safe you know because I think there's unfortunately you know a lot of a lot of women and men probably that are in relationships that they don't feel safe and that's not necessarily to say that that's a toxic relationship I definitely think you know you can be you know there are circumstances where there is no ill intent you know it's our own kind of conditioning our own kind of shame that kind of comes into it but I think it's it's so important you know I think it's so important for women to feel empowered and in all aspects of their life because and I'm sure as well you see this Lois is like a lot of the time women will work with me and when they get a bit more comfortable working with me and some of them will say it right off the bat they're like I'm not fucking my husband I I don't feel sexy I want to be able to have sex with the lights on you know I want to be able I want him to be able to put me in different positions I want to be able to get on top I want to be able to do all of these things and you know that comes with, you know, changing your, maybe yes, changing your body, but also just changing your relationship to your body, you know, how you, how you relate to your body. And I watched a beautiful documentary. It was like a docu-series on Netflix called Strip Down, Rise Up. And it was about pole dancing. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you're listening to this podcast, you will love that, that. Okay. So just please, please, please watch it. It is so fucking good. Um, but do you see that in women you coach, Lois, is obviously how their weight and how their relationship with their body does then in turn impact their sex life and their relationships or marriages? Yeah, massively, because I feel normally there's these internalized beliefs about their body and their own worth. So when they start to make decisions in their life that empower them Mm. um or maybe they start training and they start seeing all the amazing things that their their body can do and they start to feel amazing in themselves and they show themselves what they're capable of I think that then translates into other areas of their life like if you can feel confident in the gym and badass in the gym you can feel badass and confident in other aspects of your life and it's not as easy as just like flicking a switch and making that happen you do have to start really working on the way you talk to yourself and Mm. the stories that you tell yourself about who you are and working on if there are any ingrained beliefs in you or you know societal shoulds that you've kind of believed about yourself as a woman Mm. and start replacing those narratives with 
the narratives that you want to create for yourself or that make you feel empowered and I think I used to be a woman who wouldn't like to have the lights on Mm. when I used to have sex or I wouldn't like to go on top because I was like oh my god like they're going to be looking at all my chins or whatever like you know all those thoughts that go through your head and I think it was only until I took control of my life and started taking control of like my decisions and you know growing a business smashing it in the gym like actually speaking up and using my voice and that really empowered me and then from there I was able to be more confident in my sex life and Mm. you know other aspects of my life so I, I definitely think you know you can take control of you can take control of like the way that you speak to yourself. You can take take control of like the shit that you say about yourself mm. and that can change or have an impact on how you show up in the bedroom or how you show up like in your, in the workplace, you know? Mm, yeah. Cause I think as well, like that's a part of every woman and I don't think women kind of, allow themselves to embrace that sexual side and that sensual side because often it is shamed you know women are slut shamed you know um what would your like for let's say there's a lady listening to this and that even the word orgasm makes her legs cross like and cringe but she does want to kind of start self-pleasuring or just exploring her body more and building her confidence and allowing herself to see that side of her what would your like what kind of tips do you think you would give her I think first I'd maybe try and identify where those beliefs have come from first you know what is it about that word orgasm that has made you feel that certain way is there something that somebody has said to you in the past or something that you've been taught by I don't know like friends or or parents is there something that has contributed to that belief Mm -hmm. and then really trying to kind of pick that apart and almost like think to yourself like you know I want to give this a try can I allow myself to give myself that space to almost like experiment do I need to be so focused on what other people think or what other people say when at the end of the day what matters is what you want right Mm -hmm. so I think it's like coming back to like that core belief like what has been ingrained in you like trying to unpick that then I would say start off slowly like you don't have to head over to the Anne Summers section and go buy 10 dildos like tomorrow like you know start off small (laughs) yeah you know find what what excites you Mm. is there something that you want to experiment with is there something that you've been thinking about for a long time is there something that you have maybe heard of and you want to try you know and kind of have a little bit of a brainstorm maybe make a little bit of a list and then start to go through that list Mm. um and then I think I know that this probably isn't helpful but just give it a try Mm. just give it a try like and if you're unsure on how to 
we live in a day and an age day and age now where there is a lot of online material so yes. I'm sure if you was to I mean actually saying that on Instagram yesterday I was scrolling through and there was a video on um how to finger yourself yeah like it was it was done so well like it was mm. done so so well it was very informative like it was yeah. it was it was done so well and it was just like and I think that really helps to take the shame away yeah. from these things and like normalizes it more because it is normal and it should be normal so mm saw that I was like oh that's like really cool like nobody's ever done that before so there are a lot of resources out there for you to utilize there's a lot of um you know almost like tutorials for you mm. to to watch or podcasts for you to listen to I follow um there's a a podcast called come curious and a lot of the stuff that they talk about on there helps to normalize you know, sex and self-pleasure and like talks about as you like, you know, shame with, with mm. an, attached to those things. So I would definitely say, you know, listen to material that is going to empower you mm. towards your journey of like self-pleasure um, and, you know, almost like, I guess, start to learn that way and then maybe start scheduling in, time so mm. so like practice or to say okay well this week I'm gonna aim for like maybe one self-pleasure session mm. this week I'm gonna give it go then the next week I'm gonna try two mm. and then the week after that I'm gonna go for free you know it's just like maybe seeing like or like just seeing how you feel like seeing how like you go with it and um just experiment mm. and don't be afraid to experiment with what feels good for you because what feels good for you might not feel good for somebody else you know so it's about experimenting maybe later down the line if you if well, if you don't want to order any toys at this point ordering some toys just having a little experiment I think that's probably the the best thing that you could kind of you know do mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And even you know, even before actually you know doing any kind of like self pleasure, like if if you're at a point where you know, and in one of the books I read, and what I'm going to do as well for anyone listening is I'm going to put some of my favorite podcast books and pages in the comments below because I follow so many pages and I've listened to so many podcasts around this where they actually go into the science of it there's a doctor Dr Emily something and she's like a sex expert and she has an amazing podcast so I'll put all those in the in the comments below for you ladies to go and check out um but if you are at a point where like you don't even you know you don't even look at your body like you could just start by buying yourself some underwear or you know I get some of my clients to do I call it mirror work so when they're in a space where they can't even look at their body and the thought of them being sexual or anything like that is so hard I just say right for a minute I want you to stand in front of the mirror naked and I just want you to like 
run your hands over your body, like feel your curves, touch your skin, like, and that's a whole other level of like self-pleasure that I never even, that I'm only just sort of starting to try. Like before it was literally like, right, lay down, grab the bullet, go. Whereas now it's like, I take a hot bath and I put nice moisturizer on and I light my candle and I get my red light on and I actually touch myself in other places before just going straight to, you know, my, and it's actually a vulva, ladies. A lot of you probably don't know this, but your vagina is actually just the internal part. Your whole outside is called your vulva. Like, we, most people don't even know that. So I didn't actually know that until a couple of years ago yeah. myself. So, yeah. yeah. But also, um, it was funny because I was watching uh, Friends uh, the other day and it was the episode where Monica's talking about the uh how do I say adrenalinous zones is that how you say it the different zones there's like seven zones for women on oh yeah she's like seven seven yeah seven (laughs) I, I literally I cannot pronounce that but yeah there's apparently there's seven different zones on a woman's body mm. to um you know obviously feel like feel good right and it's funny because it was like there was a there, I, I looked it up afterwards and there was a diagram and there was a diagram the zones of, of a woman yeah versus the zones on a guy literally just penis <laughs> and literally <laughs> the zones for women it was like um oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up now because like this is gonna annoy me uh seven zones <laughs> so it was like yeah so it was like ear play neck yes um breasts kind of tummy button mm-hmm. um vulva toes and thigh so those yeah. are the different zones and then when you look at a guy I don't know if you can see this look oh, <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> literally all just pointing towards his dick yeah literally so it's basically just all there so yeah there's a lot of different areas for uh that was it erogenous zones that's it the most erogenous zone so there's a lot of different areas for a woman to become stimulated Mm. you know i for me i really like it's my ears yeah it's like my ears and like i like you know the whole of my body being touched Mm. so as you said it's like a whole thing of like you know it's not just like going straight down there and like straight to it it's warming yourself up and Mm. you know having an explore and feeling what feels right for you and Mm -hmm. you know there's no like if you like having your ears licked if that turns you on don't be ashamed of that right or whatever it is if you like having your toes licked if that turns you on cool like if you like you people you. spitting in your mouth, yeah. fuck it. <laughs> yeah, you do whatever whatever turns you on. But I think it's important to be aware of that. But also, if you are being sexual with somebody else, to communicate that and communicate mm-hmm. your needs. And I definitely didn't. I, I think in my younger years, I found it really hard to communicate my yeah. needs and what made me feel good and you know I think at the start of the podcast you were saying that you know you would always it would always be like centered on them and what felt good for them and Mm. the 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 event being them coming right 
and it not being anything to do with you. And I think I, for such a long time, and I don't know if it's the same for you, felt like I couldn't speak up, even though I knew, like, like I was, you know, self-pleasuring myself whilst I was being sexually active when I was younger. And I knew what an orgasm felt yeah. like. But then when it came to being sexual when I was younger, I couldn't communicate and I couldn't open my voice to my partners because I felt maybe a bit embarrassed mm. to speak up. I didn't feel confident to speak up. And also I didn't want to bruise their ego yeah as well I didn't want to say like oh this actually doesn't feel right for me or actually mm. can you do this yeah because in my head I was thinking well they know what's best mm. you know yeah so I don't know if did you kind of ever experience that yeah absolutely like and I at this point have not been in a relationship where I have been able to say what I want and what I like and in my past relationship like obviously I bought the toys for us and when I sort of said to him that I'd been using them he was a bit like what like what do you mean sort of thing and I was like well yeah and he sort of tried to shame me shame me for that and it's safe to say our relationship came swiftly to an end sort of I find that ridiculous though because I'm sure he was you know pleasuring himself yeah probably but again it's like Mm. this stigma of like men believe that women shouldn't do that and it's the same with like porn you know like watching watching porn as well is is you know for it's like you watch porn like I remember like on my I was showing someone something and I went on Google to Google it and like you know when it's got like shortcuts like a porn site was like on my shortcuts and I was like lol and I was like I'm not even I'm not gonna hide it like do you know what I mean if someone was to ask me I'd be like yeah do you know what I mean it's it's an open conversation and this is something that I want to share because this has been a real big game changer for me is like just audio porn so like I find like if I watch porn sometimes I can I find it a bit too I actually just love using my imagination like I I like imagining that's like what sort of gets me off the most and what I found works really well for me if you're someone who doesn't really gel with porn because when I first started like masturbating I was like right so I just watch porn and touch myself is that kind of like how it works but what I found really works for me is and you can even have you can even do guided masturbation sessions like I've got on our link and a link and below for you ladies is like mm-hmm. guided um if they call it edging and stuff like that so you can do edging and things like that which is basically where you kind of bring yourself to the point of coming and then you slow things down and what that basically does is it ends up intensifying your orgasms um but yeah what I found is actually I much prefer is actually just listening to porn so like it could be different like different kinds of um like stimulus so there's like a guy one where it's kind of like a guy moaning and things like that um and I have just found that so much better for me personally um have you ever listened to anything like that I have actually I didn't even know that existed I didn't know that existed no so this is why we need to have these conversations you're welcome I'll be clicking that link girl (laughs) I'll send you a link (laughs) so but I to be fair like I'm quite a visual person anyway Mm. like I almost like need something visually to yeah focus on um so like I'm like quite like visual in that sense but if you don't like to watch porn if that's you know something that's maybe not for you um if you are 
in a in a relationship or even if if you're not in a relationship you know like you could always maybe ask your partner to send you a photo you know and you Mm. could maybe you know use that if that's something that you um if you feel like maybe you need some kind of visual stimulus but you don't want to go you don't want to watch porn because porn Mm. isn't for for everybody you know no so it's about finding like what stimulates you whether it be through audio whether it be through you know you could even re- be reading a book right you've got 50 shades of gray yeah. like all those those kind of you know books or even um yeah like videos or like yeah whatever kind of stimulates you vikings has been the one for me <laughs> vikings oh the vikings valhalla there's an actor on there i'm sure you've probably seen him on instagram his name's leo something he is just like my ideal man. So I was watching the Vikings and I was like, I'm going to have to go and excuse myself right now. Like, honestly, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you can become like, yeah, you can become. And that's the thing as well is like, start what, like it's seeing what actually like turns you on by like the things you're watching, what kind of, you know, what kind of scenes you like, or, you know, yeah, just like, just explore there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it like you are so normal and you know what Lois was saying earlier about like figuring out where the shame comes from and a lot of it is just like societal you know it's it it massively put upon us you know I look at if I I couldn't have a conversation to my nan about me masturbating she'd be like what what do you know what I mean like that's not you know but what 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 girls do but times are changing and it is by having conversations like this and having open conversations with your partners with your friends like ladies stop faking orgasms like that helps no one stop faking orgasms all right this is the time to communicate what you need what you like and just enjoy your body because this is the only one you get you know it goes so much deeper than just like having an orgasm you know it really is about enjoying yourself and pleasuring yourself um I agree I definitely agree with that but um for I have definitely faked orgasms in the past and it's because of I haven't been able to communicate freely or I didn't feel actually in a safe place where I Mm. could communicate freely so I think if you are somebody that does fake orgasms um don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't mm. be afraid to speak up because I'm pretty sure that the other party would uh, speak their, you know, point if they weren't going to 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 come to that point of climax. So I think, you know, definitely use your voice um, and, you know, prioritise what you want and, and your needs because they're yeah. important too. Don't suppress that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other talking points that you want to cover? I thought, if you don't, it might be fun to do like a few quick fire questions, kind of like really open questions for just like a bit of banter for everyone. Okay. okay. Do you have do you yeah. have anything else you want to cover? Or um I think the last thing that I was gonna maybe say is that um and I, I think we've kind of covered, but we haven't really covered is about, you know, like foreplay is like super, mm. super important before jumping into anything in, in my like personal opinion. And I think that 
I have definitely been in situations before where we've jumped straight into it without warming up and without actually realizing that I needed that warming up I didn't actually realize for such a long time when I was younger that foreplay is you know is Mm -hmm. sex and is an important part of the um, experience and actually you can if you want to just have foreplay like that is still sex you don't have to um, Mm -hmm. you know have that um, have penetration for it to be sex right so you can Mm -hmm. still have foreplay Um, so I think you know if you are somebody that needs more stimulation don't be afraid to voice that to whoever you're with like if they're gonna jump straight in um because i've definitely been in situations before when it's been like right okay we're going straight in and i'm like whoa like hold up like hold the boat like you know i'm not warmed up here kind of thing um and i think it's being able to you know again going back to that communication piece going out back to like communicating and saying like you know what is important to you Mm. and what makes you feel good so don't be afraid to like you know use your voice yeah yeah and I've said this like twice already but I'm going to say it again because it's it's just it taught me so much is again like the book come as you are she talks all about how you know women actually need more foreplay you know and women again men and men and women are different and we could do a whole other podcast on that so I won't like go off on a tangent but you know men and women are different we have different desires women typically do deal with more stress day to day you know especially if you're a mum you know and I, I think maybe I'll do a like a solo episode or get another mummy on here to talk about how things kind of change when you have children because it it definitely does you know um and if you've had a child and you know whether your baby is six months or six years and you feel like you haven't quite found that spark or part of you like she is still there like I promise you she is it might just take a little bit of work to find her but I'll do another another episode on that because I could go off on a tangent um should we do some funny questions or like some fire round questions so you you can ask me as well and I'll I'll ask you one and then you can ask me one if you want what is your favorite porn to watch um I had this one episode which was like it was in a it was like cowboy (laughs) oh I'd like cowboy cowgirl and I remember there was a video that I watched and um they were fucking on this um snooker table in this saloon and there was like <laughs> loads of people watching <laughs> just remember that one video that really sticks out to me what about you uh lesbian for me lesbian or threesomes like if I was to say categories I don't know what it is like I'm not I'm not like bi I'm not bisexual um I definitely would be up for exploring sex with a woman or like as a third party like I definitely would be open to doing threesomes with a guy and a girl um which like so I don't say I'm bi because I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't think I'd be in a relationship with a woman does that make sense like I don't think I could romantically be with a woman but I love women's bodies I think women are gorgeous so for me personally yeah three ways normally two girls and a guy or lesbian porn is my favorite nice I mean like whatever stimulates you you know like what do you enjoy there's no shame in that yeah absolutely uh what is the weirdest place you've had sex weirdest Uh, in an elevator 
Oh, that's pretty yeah. sexy. And another verse. No, it wasn't. Oh, oh was it, it not? really wasn't. No, it wasn't. Did you get caught? No, but we realised after there was a camera in yeah. the elevator. Mm. But it's fine. Mm. Go on, you for me. <laughs> um, morning sex or evening sex? Uh, probably evening. Probably evening for me. I don't know, Lois. I've not had a lot of sex for a long time. <laughs> Do you know what? I think I, I really like both. I think it depends on like the mood. Like sometimes if you've gone out for the evening and you're both mm. dressed up or whatever, and then you come back and then it's like mm. evening. But then also like you might wake up in the morning and it's like I don't know Sunday morning and it's a bit lazy and it's like mm. I don't know. Like yeah. So I think. For me, both. Um, what's your favourite sex position? Normally, it has been me on top on in some form. Like, I, I really like, I don't know what this is called, but I really like the guy sitting up or, like, if you're on a sofa and me mm. on top and riding, I just find that that feels, feels best for me. Um, I guess it's can... still cowgirl, isn't it? Yes, I guess it would be cowgirl. But like upright cowgirl. Yeah, I guess yeah. it would be. Uh, what is, and we can do this as, as last question, uh, or if you want to ask me one more, I'm more than happy to. What is the weirdest kink someone you've been with has had? Well, not weirdest, but like sort of out there, if there is one. Um... Foot fetish. I knew you were going to say that. Mm. Yeah, foot fetish. Do you like your feet being sucked? Um, no. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the mood. It really. I think it really does depend because I think if you're like really into it and it's like feeling quite dirty or whatever, and you're vibing it, and I don't know. I think it depends personally on the mood for me. Um, do you have any kinks fetishes or guilty pleasures see this is it's really interesting because i'm exploring this side of me basically alone because i'm not doing it with a with a partner so obviously i think when you have a partner obviously that opens up a lot of other doors because you're able to kind of like if i was with someone and they were like oh i'd like to try this i'd be like oh okay let's you know let's try that but i think for me, I was going to say, I think for me at this point, I just want to have sex. Like, <laughs> I'm at that point where like, and I, and th th this is like something as well that we haven't really spoken about, but like, I'm at that point where like masturbating just isn't really hitting the same. Do you know what I mean? Like it is, it is, it is different. You know, it is different having sex with someone than it is having sex with yourself in a sense, you know? So I think for me at this point, I would just, in, I would just enjoy having sex with someone. <laughs> um, I can't really think off the top of my head. Um, there is a guy that I found recently on Instagram who he's a TikToker, but I can't remember his name. And in a lot of his videos, he spits in girls' mouths. And I'm like, I don't know why, but I just really want him to spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> drop him a dm hey dude please, yeah, please hey, spit dude, in my mouth spit in my mouth but yeah hey. i think i and i think it depends on people as well because i'll see 
people like on social media doing certain things I'm like oh yeah I'd quite like them to do that to me Mm. um what um what turns you on first thing that came to mind was sounds so like superficial but beards like but Mm. I think that's because there's a guy that I'm not hung up on but there's a guy that I find very attractive and I when I masturbate typically I think of him he's someone I know personally he's not like a like a famous person and he has got a beard and I just yeah I just imagine that beard and it really does it for me um so yeah I think beards and also just like confidence Mm. like having someone to lead as well like that is something that really turns me on is having a guy take control and lead because I've not had that for a really long time so I'd think for me that would be it Mm. what about you I mean my partner really fucking turns me on so (laughs) he's very fit so Mm, I just want to rip his clothes off every two seconds so that's great (laughs) I love that for you I love that for you well happy valentine's day to you Lois and your partner thank you and happy valentine's to you Jamie and to everyone else listening happy galentine's day yeah your valentine your galentine's whatever it is but oh I hope you enjoyed the episode everyone there are so many topics that we could have dived into and I'm sure we will do another one of these because I think a lot of ladies are going to enjoy this um if you did enjoy it then please share on your socials maybe send this to a friend or you know if you've got that kind of relationship with your mum or a sister or an auntie or your boyfriend you know whoever think whoever you think would benefit from hearing something like this then please do um but yeah thank you very much for listening everyone and thank you Lois for coming on and thank you for being so open about this topic as well because yeah I think this conversation is very healing for a lot of people Mm -hmm.